tēnā koutou. You're listening to a co-education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Kia ora koutou, ko Rochelle tō kuingua. My name's Rochelle and I'm here today with Jamie Taylor, who's going to share with us about her Tama's recent transition to kura and discuss the concept of is school ready for him? Is school ready for me as the child? Kia ora, Jamie. Tēnā koe, Rochelle. You'd mentioned previously that your son started school five weeks ago, and I wondered if you could share what were you excited about, what were you nervous or worried about for him starting school? Yeah, kia ora. As I think about what he was excited for, it was a lot of cues or clues that he had given us that he was ready. He really enjoyed seeing his sister get ready for school, putting on a uniform, and in our whare his dad's a soldier, so he also wears a uniform every day. So it wasn't unusual for him to want to put on a polo top, a collared top, and wear that to kōhanga. So that was really cool. He would quite often talk about kura and we'd ask him questions like what kura would you like to go to and he would tell us waiuru which is is where we are at the moment so that was yeah that was really hot uh yeah heartening to see him excited about kura talking about it quite often and but one of the things that made us quite nervous about him starting school was um, some of the communication barriers that he might face and how he might be able to navigate his way through kura because he has some communication barriers. So te reo Māori is his first language and he has quite limited, I guess, speech. But he speaks with, you know, a combination of sounds, kupu, some, you know, kupu that you can recognise as, as those words, but also a lot of gesture. So we knew that that was going to be a lot for uh, those around him at Kura to need to learn about and pick up on uh, so they could understand him and so he could uh, feel heard while he was at Kura. So that kind of made us a bit nervous, yeah, as we prepared for heading off to Kura with him. I, you mentioned in terms of him feeling listened to is obviously an important part of the process. Were there other aspects that you that were important to you in this process of transitioning to school? Yeah, I think one of the big things for our whānau is that we wanted to also be heard and know that, well, the kura to know that we were available and willing to be able to support through the process. Well, any of our tamariki, we are not just the type to just go, see you later, off you go. You know, that was just as important for us with taking him to kura. And so, yeah, that whānau representation and voice was a, a big part of the process for us and quite important. But I think, too, knowing that he goes to school with, like, options. We wanted to know that he could go to school with options and that we we were quite firm in understanding that we knew that the normal way wasn't necessarily going to suit him. And so we we wanted to have explored those options as a whānau and mutakura alongside him before he started so that if if we needed to, like with anything, if we needed to adjust that it could, we could do that. We, we knew what those options could be. 
can you uh, share some specifics of what you wanted to share with the kura and what did you want and expect from them? We wanted to share, like our boys, quite a hard tama to, to describe to people. And we always go with the notion of you have to have spent time with him and feel his wairua, feel his ahua to understand you know, his little quirks and his tendencies and, and just what's unique and special about him. And the only way to do that, really, for us, we were quite adamant is to, to be around him and be doing things that he quite enjoys where you can see his his pukinga, his skills. Like, as an example, we asked for a hui. My realisation was that the kura had hardly seen him even though his sisters had been at the kura, the same kura, uh, for the year beforehand, they'd hardly seen him in that space and, and, you know, different community events, all of that didn't really happen much. So he hadn't had much exposure to, one, the environment, like the actual environment of the school space, but also just the ahua and wairua of other people around him. So what I opted to do was take him along to the hui, and we took some things that he liked and one of the kayako there offered him to play with a basketball and a little you know plastic basketball inside little inside hoop so he got to show off some of his pukinga and through just watching him so we were having our kōrero and having our hui, but in actual fact, we were allowing him to play around us and through watching some of the things that he would do, that sparked the kōrero that I could share with him as a mama, uh, with them as a mama, around some of his nuances. And you know, and that kind of triggered me into thinking, oh yeah, and this, this is really important to know about our boy. It's quite interesting too because he... He knew that we were talking about him, and he has this little face that he does when when he knows that he's the topic of conversation. But it wasn't in a bad way. He, he, you could see that he was quite proud because we were commenting and, and sharing about you know his skills in shooting the basketball or drawing some pictures or kōrero Māori. That was a, a, a bit of a, a snippet, I guess, for the kayako to see how he was doing the things that he loved. And that was quite important to us because we understood that him going into kura he may not be able to talk very clearly and communicate very clearly, but we definitely knew that he's got some beautiful gifts and talents as a tamaiti who's been raised in te ao Māori as well. And so we wanted the, the kura to really see that and hear how we interacted with him and how like his nature in different, in different contexts. Yeah, that hui was one way. We did have some school visits as a whānau with him and that was really helpful sometimes though and and I'm sure most parents can relate to this that he ended up being a bit more mischief because mum was around (laughs) and and a bit more clingy when dad was around so those kinds of things but yeah it was really important that we got that process and, and that opportunity to go into the kura with him for him to see things and know that we were there as well for him and there was an instance on one of the school visits where our boy's quite um, sensitive to loud sounds so he we were outside just preparing for morning tea and the bell rang it could have set him off in quite a, a, a bad way but 
me being there and quite close to him and understanding what was going on for him just through his facial expressions and his body language, I was able to explain it to him and reassure him that it was something that he didn't need to be too too scared about. And then from there, he was able to grow and, I guess, develop the association and, and make those connections to the bowel, meaning he could go outside to play. I think in that moment for me as a mama, it was quite important to be able to support him through that because it could have had, you know, quite a negative impact on his first early experiences at, at Kura. I oh, Kia ora. When you were giving those specific examples, it reminded me of the analogy, the stool approach in terms of going, you need to have whānau and the child and the teacher all connecting together in terms of the relationship. It's It needs to sort of all be connected. You can't just have one part missing because otherwise it wouldn't, it would collapse. <laughs> and you describe that really well. Yeah, and I think too a big part for our whanau is it's, it's our collective responsibility to manaki that relationship. Bringing kōrero about the kura back home, kōrero about his teachers, because in essence they're a part of his world. And so we need to, as a whanau, we can manaki and nurture that relationship that he has with those people in his in his world, and as, you know, particularly at, at kura, through the kōrero that we have at home and the associations and the connections that we can help him to to develop and recognize and we yeah we do that through sharing kōrero about his kayako she has a, a kuri that she brings into school and so we talk about that and how he has a kuri and you know how do we look after our pets our mōkai making sure that he understands that we know the people that he's spending we don't know them but we know you know some, some things about them and some things about the engagements and the interactions that they have at school so it doesn't just seem like a place in isolation you know what he experiences at school just happens at school so through that corridor we're able to say actually you know we understand some of the the things that are happening there and, and we can talk about it at home Oh, kia ora. thanks for sharing about how schools can support a child uh, and your example of your tama through connecting with his whānau, connecting with him and what he his skills are, what he enjoys and building that relationship and, and also you helping support that relationship at home as well. Yeah, and I, I think probably just as I reflect on that question, eh, is, is school ready for me? Um, I, I still think that as a whānau and as kāko, we've got other things that we can do and can get better at uh, for him. But just flipping the question around and rather saying that, you know, is he ready for school? Um, it, it puts that responsibility back onto us as the kāko, as the, as the whānau, to make sure that we're taking action and we're setting up the the conditions and the supports for him rather than him needing to change or, um, you know, have a responsibility to do something. You know, he's five. So as the adults, yeah, we can can make sure that those conditions are are really suitable for for what he brings into the space. Um, And, yeah, I think that... That's quite exciting to know that that's starting to be a bit more of the conversation that Fano are having, that Kaiako are recognising as important as part of that transition as well. 
I. Is there anything else you want to add? Probably just as the last thing, I'm loving that because he's doing so much at Kura that his five o'clock bedtimes, <laughs> you know, five o'clock bedtimes and sleeping till the next day, I'm sure he'll go out of it, just build that stamina. But that's probably been a little bit of a giggle for us as a whanau, is just seeing how, how knackered he is um, and that he's coming home. I look forward to, yeah, the rest of the, the term with him, time at Kura as well. Kia ora. Yeah, tēnā koe, Rochelle. You've been listening to a Core Education Podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibilities. Tēnā rā koutou.